gonna get your booty grooving from conception to perfection. Never in between, we're messing it. Lot of shit goes into getting one film made. You'll be amazed of people too, and they don't even get paid. The stew is boiling over, sticking a spoon and stir. With Ryan Matthew Tickler. It's more than a dime. Medanizing movies, baby. Than a dollar. Medanizing movies, baby. That's you right there. Yes, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 99 Cent Movies, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting. In North Central Illinois. North Central. Specifically LaSalle County, but also there's also one or two other podcasts that are pretty nice. Are they? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Uh, um, I'm disappointed. The, the, I'm going to pull them up. Yeah, get your phone out. Because I was on their show and I feel bad. With what, Joe? Just so you know, that's going to be in the back. Oh, I- Illinois Valley Small Thanks. Talk. Joe, we're not dumb, you <laughs> idiot. Well, listen up, you. Shut up, Joe. Wait till your segment. Yes. Wait. Don't speak unless spoken to. Anyway, this is 99 Cent Movies. It is a podcast uh, that uh, covers the shenanigans and the horsing around that's involved in making a independent, an independent feature film called Butcher the Bakers. My name is Ryan Matthew Ziegler. I am hosting, and I am joined, as always, by Monsieur Tyler Ham. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Yeah, I was trying to come up with something a little new today, but yeah. uh, then I didn't. Well, if, if the audience hears a ton of noise in the background... That's because we have our art department here making a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I am printing new copies of the script, and we're going to do a reading tonight. And we're waiting for our guest, who's one of our actors, Sean, to get here. Yeah, Sean Walsh will be the uh, guest on today's show. He's running a little behind his time, as uh, Tiny Tim's dad says. I don't know Tiny Tim, but he sounds like an asshole. <laughs> he only really had a limp. I don't know all this bullshit. <laughs> they were talking about how dire he his... milked it. He yeah. milked it. All I've seen every movie version. All he had was a limp. So yeah. I don't know how he died from the limp or was going to die from the limp, but I think they pulled some bullshit on Scrooge. Limp got infected. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of infected limps, also we end the show with a segment called Pass the Buck, where we uh, <laughs> give the show over to uh, Manchild, the real Joe Buckley. Hey, Joe, how you doing today? Oh, well, I'm pretty good. I got my barbecue sauce in the basket, and I'm all ready to go, let me tell you. Yes, I just I was privy to watching him eat. I've never watched him eat before. It's really disturbing. You, you should watch him drink stuff. Ew. He, oh, he, drinks, he drinks too much at a time. He slurps it down. <laughs> do you want me to? He's got two go monsters. Ahead, go ahead, Joe. He, he came out with go two. To the, go to the other microphone and do it. Okay. He you came just, running out with two cans of Monster like he was coming out with a keg. He was so proud of himself. He's like, I'm going to drink both of these tonight. Wait, I got to open it. I told you you should double fist it. Oh, he's using his teeth. All right. Get, up, get up in there, Joe. All right. Oh, yeah. You ready for some yeah, chug ASMR? It. Yeah. Chug the whole thing. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. It's not even that loud, and it's making me sick. I feel sorry for the monster. I feel sorry for the actual liquid that's going into his body. It's got to yeah. stay in there for a while and fester. His, his well, body is more toxic than that drink. <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> it goes in green. It actually comes out white. You've heard of the toxic lady, right? Sure, Joe. Who's the toxic lady? Okay. So, if she's some internet lady who puts stuff in her coos, I don't want to hear about no, it. No, no. Basically, um, this chick goes to the hospital. They stick a needle in her arm. <sighs> um, they pull it out. They smell it. And then there's faints. And then the five more nurses come in. They all smell the needle. They faint. Um, there's just people passing out in the ER. Something smells like ammonia coming out of this woman. 
Uh-huh. So, like, basically, they don't know what's happening. Um, people are passing out in the ER. They're taking, like, the sick people out of the ER and just putting them in, like, the parking lot. And then, so basically, is they do... Is this a joke? Yeah, get no. to the, get to the, get like, to the joke. Or is no, this a story? Is this, some... this happened in the like, 90s. <clears throat> okay. Um, they do a secret autopsy on her, and they kick out the two investigators, the hospital do. Mm-hmm. So it's just them doing a secret autopsy on this woman. They keep her body for, like, two months, and they don't give it back to the family. And then they finally, through a bunch of court stuff, they have to give back the body. Her heart is missing, and all of her organs are bundled up into a plastic bag. And everything's just rotted, because they didn't keep it all nice. So they just left it out in the sun or something like that. So they okay. can't really do an autopsy, though. No, I guess not. Basically, what they think happened was that someone was, like, making meth in the hospital. And they accidentally put ammonia into this woman and killed her. Oh. Thanks, Joe. Save it for the fucking segment. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll leave now. Wait, oh, hey, wait, I got to take another uh, drink. Yeah, might as well. Uh, it's so gross. It's so gross. Oh, you took it all down. Wow, the whole can. <laughs> you crushed it. Wow. You should be in a fret the yeah. way you crush that, crush that can. Yeah, and by fret, we mean pig pen somewhere in the <laughs> Appalachians. By, oh, your, okay. by yourself. Yeah. yeah with probably. very little food. I probably try and be around people. Yeah, and yet you are. Yeah. <laughs> You're like invited and we, and we put a mic in front of you, which is even worse. So. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Really, it's yeah. our fault. Yeah, it's going to end bad. Yeah. We're going to prison with you, buddy. Uh-oh, now, <laughs> now I might have to burp, too. Now. We wait. <laughs> uh, God, that was yeah. downwind of that Get out of here. That's our uh, guest, Mike. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go. Sean's going to be pissed shoot, when he gets here. Shoot. Shoot, cat. Shoot. All right. Uh, so, uh, Tyler, are there any updates since the last podcast? There's lots. All and right. actually, the mood is generally better now as our production designer is about to hose down our, our Joe. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Anyway. It's, it's all, this whole thing started out as like, wow, look, this is very impressive. Look at these young people putting yeah. together this film. And now by episode seven of the podcast, the movie isn't even shooting yet. By episode seven of the yeah. podcast, it's like a, it's a monkey house. It's a fucking catastrophe. Yeah. Joe, Joe, <laughs> save it for the segment. <laughs> Anyways, yes, there's lots going on. So, on the um, on the good front, I'm trying to think of what's good because oh, uh, no. it, it, it's pretty much just change or bad. But on, on the uh, well, on the slightly good, more of a excited front, um, we found a guy that we want for our drag, okay. which is our big baddie. And Excellent. he's currently reading the script, and I hope he t- accepts it. But he's a he's a he's a wrestler guy. Mm-hmm. Um, does like the local wrestling circuit, and whatever. He's very big, very intimidating. Oh. He's got a super awesome hype video. If I haven't sent that to you yet, um, but I, I he seemed excited, and I hope he takes it because mm-hmm. um, I think he he looks the part as just himself, uh, or like his his uh, wrestling uh, persona. <laughs> got super long hair. That's um, awesome. He's usually drenched with sweat, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. And I actually think I saw a picture of him wearing a duster. So it's like, ah, uh, this kind of works That's out. Perfect. Good. That's perfect. Yeah. That's going to be great. Yeah. Let's so, hope he, let's hope he accepts. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, uh, uh, we're making some huge revisions to the script. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the story, the dialogue and most of that stuff doesn't change. It's just what we realize is at the ending, when we've kind of alluded to throughout the podcast is that there's a big, um, there's a, there's a, a house that has a, a very important, important, it has, it is important that, 
And um, it, it had to do with some goo and stuff like that. And we kind of realized that we are running out of time and options. And a lot of the places that we were hoping to utilize, we can't use now. Oh. Um, and it's like, at least in the capacity of make a huge fucking mess. Yeah. Um, and so it's like we have to, we, we don't have time to like sit here and wait and be like, okay, two days before we don't have a place to use. Yeah. So um, I called a bunch of people and I went around and did a bunch of location scouting. I got a bunch of locations of varying uh, mess degrees that we can make. And so we found one that's really cool, and uh, so I was talking with our production designer, Nick, who was really bummed out about having to lose a flesh house, but we came up with a new idea, a new aesthetic for the, for the house. And um, I think he might even be more excited about this aesthetic than the, than the oh, other. Oh, okay, good. Um, <clears throat> kind of more of a dark arts thing. Uh-huh. And, um, so, and we, we came up with some really cool mechanics for how it all works. So the nice thing is, is that really we're just changing the – you know the wording of the scene descriptors and things like okay. that, and um, and and a few minor characters get some uh, costuming changes, but that's pretty much it. And uh, that which is an easy change to make, so to speak, as far as fixing the script. But then also it's a little bit cheaper production wise and a little bit e- and a lot easier to deal with, which which makes Nick happy um, for various reasons. Um, but then. Um, Oh, let's see what else is there. Oh, uh, we're adding in a subplot to the film, okay, which yes. which correlates with this change to the ending. It actually kind of came hand in hand. I was sitting in my driveway pitching Nick this idea for this new ending, and I, I, as I was sitting there, I was like, "Holy shit! Wait, this would be really cool to bring back one of an old an old character um, from the universe that we have going and include him in on this you know disaster zone." And so I'm excited to tell you. Well, tonight we have a, a reading with our lead cast and a couple of our um, uh, supporting characters. Um, and uh, I'm excited to pitch this to you guys. Well, not really pitch, but tell you what it's going to yeah. be. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah, now now I'm, uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, and, and, and if anything, I, I think and Nick, Nick agreed, and so did Virginia, my co-writer, and hopefully we're going to tackle this all this weekend, um, that it kind of it kind of amps up the energy mm-hmm. and, like, the stakes for the okay. ending. It's like you, you kind of get – you kind of understand where the trajectory of the film is going, um, like, emotionally or tonally. Not emotionally. There's no emotion in this shit. Um, tonally, <laughs> you kind of get a better impression of what's going to happen, and hopefully that will be more exciting for everybody. Um, but then on the frustrating trying to find a way to deal with this aspect is we're running about $2,000 short of our budget. Uh-oh. Um, essentially, initially, uh, avoiding Kickstarter and whatever, we had uh, – essentially, we were looking for four investors to who would all contribute like the same amount of money. And we had three people, and the idea was that um, we would kind of scout for you know some other people that would step in, mm-hmm. you know whether it was one person or a handful of people to cover it. And uh, along the way, it kind of got neglected, and I think it was like you know I, I don't want I, I don't think it was necessarily my job personally to take care of that that aspect of it, and it might have fallen on a couple of people's shoulders. But it, needless to say, it fell through the cracks, and now we are running short. And essentially, we have money for everything. But um, Nick, our production designer, who he gets all the great news, is mm-hmm. he, he's the guy that's yeah. hurting from this right now because it's like he's got a little bit of money left to spend, a couple hundred dollars left, but it's like you know, essentially he needs about half of what he was looking for, okay. and so it's like you know, uh, at what point do we start deciding to eat bags of rice on set, or hopefully find people, some a couple of people to step up or pay, or you know, hopefully somebody else who's already investing will just contribute mm-hmm. the rest of the money. So you're saying it's about right, as of right now, uh, it's about two thousand. Yeah, okay. R- roughly. I mean, we, 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 we could make less work, but w- the thing that we've been pushing for this film is to not have to cut things and not have to worry about, like, uh, lowering the production quality. Because, like, we were, we were really trying hard. And we – essentially, the budget that we had set out, um, it t- like, before the script was even written, we, we, we have met that. We're just missing – 
you know, one sixth or one seventh mm-hmm. of it right That's now. True. And so it's you, we're not freaking out. We were kind of freaking out the other day, but we kind of calmed ourselves down. Uh, Sean just came in. Hey. He's going to sit with us. Um, hey. But, hey, um, look at this guy. But um, we we're just kind of dealing with that. So it's we've got a, we've got a board meeting uh, later this week, and hopefully we'll hopefully somebody will just step up and we can solve mm-hmm. that problem and not have to stress about it because it's like really the the one thing that we are trying to balance the most is the stress because yeah. once once we're on set we 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 obviously have everything we need and we're doing it and we're maintaining it. I mean, God God willing, mm-hmm. that's the case. Um, there's only a few things I'm concerned about. You know, and some of them are like major adjustments to the story, but like it's it's all things that can be worked around. But when it comes to money, it's like that's a whole different story. So yeah, it's a little hmm, well, you figure that out. Yeah, yeah there's there's still time. There's still time. Yeah, there's maybe some other options to pursue. Some yeah. uh, like Qui Gon Jin said, a solution shall present itself. <laughs> and that so. motherfucker died, yeah. dude. Yeah, we don't Spoiler! talk about that. Come on, <laughs> hey, I haven't watched Phantom Menace yet. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Joe Buckley hasn't seen uh, it. Although last week he ranted about how awful they are, yet he's never seen any of them. Well, that's because you've watched the Red Letter Media Mr. Plinkett reviews, yeah. oh, and the internet, the internet answers Fucking all your questions. Millennials with their internet shit. Watch the movie. Don't watch some asshole on the internet talking yeah. about it. I don't and quit to, playing video games while we're at it. I don't need to put shit in my mouth to realize I don't like it. <laughs> and yet you do, Joe, <laughs> because you do like it. Yeah, he does. He eats a lot of shit. Save it for the segment. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, he's we, <laughs> we, we have we have a guest now. Yeah, uh, joining us is a very esteemed guest, man of many names, many faces, many talents, uh, Mr. Sean Patrick Walsh. Welcome, Patrick Sean. Hey, it's good to be here. <laughs> yeah, he just he, he's a pro. He rolls right in. Bam, he's in that seat. Yeah, he's got know. the headphones on. He's ready to rock. Well, he's got the he's got the radio voice now. He did this. He's 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 on the airwaves now. Professional airwaves. The air chair. <laughs> hey, come on back and wax the stacks in the air chair. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of, have you uh, done anything yet that's going to be aired? Because I've been tuning in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but not a lot because of the, the tunes and all. But the classic, yeah. the classic station. You know, oh, there the is one. Yeah, yeah you can listen. To oh, like, yeah, yeah. I forget about that. Yeah, Huey Lewis and the Hall of Notes I'm, rolling in there. And oh well, I basically tune everything out. You're out, selling out. it. You're, you're, you're selling it real Except hard. Except that song from the Fix that's in House of the Devil. I always, yeah. I always. I put off the headphones and I look. I don't know. That's my jam. <laughs> yeah, that's my jam. Uh, I, I could gyrate to that all day. Uh, that bass though. Base. How did the House of the Devil? We talk about our pro, uh, budget trouble. How did the House of the Devil? Oh no, no. House of the Devil. I'm thinking for some reason I thought you said House, House of the, House of House of the Dead. No, I thought you said House, oh, the U- Uve Bowl movie. <laughs> what? I'm oh. like, where did they get the budget to get the uh, licensed music? But now House of the Devil, of course. So, yeah. You, I, I saw something, uh, and I didn't look at the date. I just like, woke up and I rolled out of bed. I was like, you know, doing the standard. I'm in bed. I'm scrolling on my phone like a zombie, and I see. Uh, it's like, was, how do you say his name? Uwell Bull? I think it's Uwe. Uwe Bull. Uwe Bull. That's how I've always heard it. And it was like, Uwe Bull finally admits that his movies are a piece of shit and he's a terrible <laughs> filmmaker. And it was an article. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, it's about time. Yeah. It was April Fool's. Was oh, April of course. <laughs> There's a great YouTube video from, I think, last summer where he just rants and talks well, about Avengers did, Age of Ultron. It's, it's well, fantastic. He did, a, he did a Kickstarter for 
the Rampage. One of the, the Ram- I think the, yeah, it was like Rampage the third three, one, yeah. and like it was not. It, I think he had had a failed Indiegogo or Kickstarter, and was on the other platform trying to oh, raise okay. money. I think he did it done an Indiegogo, it failed, and then was on Kickstarter, and he posted a bunch of videos. Just sh- like it was like the last three days of the Kickstarter, he had nothing to lose, so he's so just like, angry. "Fuck all you guys." <laughs> well, and and like after he did all that, like I I was like, I kind of hope this gets funded now because yeah. it's like people are like, "Well, fuck you." Now here's your money. Yeah. Now make that piece of shit. So. Although actually, somebody told me the other day that those Rampage movies are good. So are they? I'm gonna give, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, they've got the kid, uh, this Canadian actor, that's in tons of movies. He was in Freddy versus Jason, Brendan, Jim Carrey. No, <laughs> he's he's falling on hard times. He's doing UV Bowl movies now. But no, uh, he was the the kid in uh, Freddy versus Jason who gets slashed in the face, and his brother. Oh yeah. Um, he was in Leprechaun Origins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, how come every time I'm on a podcast, I end up talking about Leprechaun Origins? Because it's just so mad. It's just it's just a lot of people hurt from that. It's offensively bad. Like it makes you mad. There's some things. And I'm getting a little angry just this is, just thinking about it. Yeah. There's there's 13 minutes of end credits. The end credits go for 13 minutes to pad that fucker to make it 90. Well, that's just one of its many sins. Well, River City Panic has two and a half minute opening credit sequence for an hour and one minute long film. <laughs> well. That's understandable. That's fine. You, you guys didn't have <laughs> yeah, a budget. You, yeah, you guys weren't being funded by like WWE. I guess they that's were, true. and they still shit the bed. So, mm. <laughs> well, make sure uh, your blog about Leprechaun Origins. I uh, yeah, I, you need to pimp that up. I there. should pimp that up. I that's, need to. I have a movie blog that I write once every six months. I review a movie <laughs> and then I forget about it because I have no, I have no viewers or no readers. So I'm like, eh. I'm a subscriber. I know Sean is, and I'm a subscriber to his beer I, blog. I, did, I don't even know if you did this. So. Yeah, well, not a lot of people do. Well, now, now you got to do a blog post about this thing. Why well, should I? Well, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, get you know? Sean to re- listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this synergy we get. This guy listening to this, and this guy reading this, and all four of us end up colliding eventually, together. Yeah, yeah, eventually, yeah, eventually you'll have join in. five friends yeah. listening. <laughs> Actually, and and then we'll get on to Sean. But uh, my I did a blog review of Blackula last oh, spring, yeah. and that was picked up by some guy. Some guy did some major website or major for the genre. Yeah, did some like one hundred of the best cult movies, and it looked like instead of writing their own reviews, they they cherry picked reviews either YouTube linked to YouTube for these movies. And I was just googling my name as usual, and I found a picture. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> and I found a picture. Yeah, because there's a dude with my name in Canada who's like a child molester. It's fucked up. But <laughs> it's really disappointing to know that if I go into like. It's just you with a mustache. <laughs> you, you go to Ted Hortons or something, get a bagel in Canada, all of a sudden you get arrested. Yeah, they see my, they, they see my name on my debit card. They just throw it at me. Get out of here. But anyways, um, yeah. And then I saw a picture that I had used for the blog and I clicked on it. And sure enough, they if you go to this website and you'd want to read about Blackula, you click on it, it goes right back to my blog. So. That made me pretty excited that of all, they scoured the internet for Blackula reviews, and when they found mine, they're like, this is top of the pops right here. We want to link to this guy. So. Well, you know, that I have actually a good uh, transition from that, yeah. because with me uh, doing some you know radio stuff now, uh, uh, I have to get all these generic music beds to put under ads. Oh, yeah. And so I had to do a bunch of these really, really short 15-second uh, ads, and I was voicing all of them, and they're all... You know, pretty generic and quick and just mm-hmm. getting slipped in between the, uh, the songs and whatever. And I'm like, I want to make this funky and fun. What I had to do like so many in a row and it took forever. I'm like, what's going to make me smile every time I upload this? <laughs> so I don't know what I searched in the database, but I ended up getting the generic black exploitation uh, music bed Ooh. called uh, 
don't cut the cheese. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, or I don't know. It's great. That's awesome. And so every time I was like, yeah. So you let me know when some of this stuff starts airing because I want to. I will sit there all day and listen. I actually heard one of those today. Did you? So they're, they're out there. I can't wait. And, and I did. Okay. So um, maybe the first uh, spot that I uh, I wrote and it was just you know it was a generic. It was a, a benefit. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and I may have made references to to party hats. And uh, Sarah, uh, my wife, was listening and heard heard this ad the next day. It was playing the next day. She's like, "Did you just make a reference to boobs?" Yeah, part, radio, part, in your first party ad? hats. Are, party hats are boobs, and it comes from our movie club that Sean and I and a group of us oh. nerds had for years, where we would have checklists of things to see, and if the you know party hats were another word for boobs, so that's and, where that yeah. comes. And, and no matter the quality. <laughs> Of you had to give a half star. No yeah, what. if there was if there was party hats, you know, uh, and so then what, what were some other check uh, party hats? Party hats, puke scene, puke scene, uh, decapitation, decapitation, child, a child dying. That was always because you know that's yeah, a big taboo. So yeah. if a kid got killed, I remember mm-hmm. it was a big deal. Um, um, if the there's a theme song that says the name of the film yeah. in the song, that's yeah. another check mark. Yeah. So that's what's so fun about the fact that Sean and I are, are doing. Butcher the Bakers together because for a decade, yeah, we watched these sort of movies mm-hmm. and talked oh, yeah. about what, how. What's the shirt you're wearing? Today? I got a Reanimator shirt on right now, but that's the that's a classic, outstanding, you mm-hmm. know, jewel of the genre. The stuff that Sean and I and the rest of us would watch, we had a rule. They were so bad, we had a rule that if we got 20 minutes in, was it 20 minutes into the movie, we couldn't shut it off. Yeah, we no, gave I- ourselves 20 minutes. But was that, it was something sneaky though. It was like it was like 1859. Yeah. So if like you get you know it's getting it's the movie's boring and you kind of start you know bullshitting about whatever and then you know oh, I'm grabbing some chips and uh-huh. you know some and then patches. all of a sudden oh shit it's 1905 we got to watch We're the whole stuck. movie now we have to, <laughs> yeah we have to watch the whole flick that, so that, that that'll catch you yeah that'll catch you and we always fantasize about moving out to California and all of us just making a living being in Sci-Fi Channel style David Dakota and. All these sort of <laughs> your dream is coming true. I, I, so we found it. We, we we forced this dream to happen one way or another. You're welcome. Yeah, I, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Tyler came along, and I, it's yeah. really it's finally happening. That's what that's part I'm of the making reason. your lives better. Remember yeah. that. <laughs> that's part of the reason we're so excited is we are now going to be in a 4M movie. And 4M was the name of the club. It was every Monday night. So are, when when you finish this, is this going to be a selection for the for the the club? I think we oh, need yeah. to bring 4M back specifically for. For this movie, yeah, and uh, it well we do, and, it, and we will, yeah. But in related news, 4M and Tyler Am movies, um, my other work, Star of Rock Lodge, showed <laughs> Grace's room oh. on Monday night. Did so you, they had their own 4M. Did you oh, get the wow. consensus on that? Have you heard anything? Well, not a lot of people showed up. <laughs> 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 That's a good thing, but. Maybe. All the uh, you know the upper management were there, oh, shit. and they watched the entire film with some sideways glances. <laughs> but uh, Grace's room bumped Great Outdoors because Great Outdoors was supposed to play first. What? And they're like, you know what? 
Let's just jump right into the gold. That's, that's amazing. And they bumped John Candy for Grace. And then everybody Grace. went home and took a long bath. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, good, you know, yeah. Then, yeah, you know, you make your own mistakes in life. Yeah, well, that's exciting, though. Remember when we, uh, one time, <clears throat> and I, I, I don't, I will get, we will get to Sean and learning more about Sean here in a minute. No. One fight, we probably won't. One final <laughs> reminisce, speaking of the great outdoors, one time, <laughs> 2002, 2003, maybe, Sean and I, <laughs> it's like five in the morning, we're at his house, and we kept watching The Great Outdoors, but not the whole movie, we just watched only the Chris Young scenes, the the boy and the girl, uh-huh. because it, that love story is so ham-fisted and so shoved into a movie where it doesn't make sense, you know yeah. they were like, well, we gotta add something in for the kids, it can't just be Dan, Dan Aykroyd and, and Johnny Handy, but- it, Yeah, the two like funniest people at the time. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, but no, we gotta keep cutting away from the point of the movie to- uh, these two kids falling in love or whatever, but they always played that same, the same terrible music every time that music kicked on. Then you know uh, you're in for a snooze fest. And we watched two we, minutes. We just kept watching the scene over and over. We watched. It. Let's rewind it again. But that, that for cam- hours. That Cammy's dimples though. Yeah, I, those are some good dimples. Yeah, I don't even remember. I can't even think of her right now. She's the same girl. Uh, boy who cried. I know she's in the boy. Who I don't fly. know the actress, actress's name, but she's uh, in Uncle Buck too. She's the the mean the sister. Uh, yeah. No, that's not the same actress. Yeah. There's no way they would have cast the same girl in two John Hughes John Candy movies. Maybe you really liked her. I don't yeah. know. Well, maybe, well, I don't maybe know. John Hughes and her were somebody John got Candy. IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Buck. Joe Buck. Now he's too busy pointing the camera. So anyway, um, this is a roundabout way to introduce Sean Wall. Sean is playing the character of Sam in um, Butcher the Bakers. He also played the character of Sam in Grace's Room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he, coming back. He also provided his, his band Egon's Union Cat provided a song for both Grace's Room. Joe, what's the role of standing City on Panic. the chairs? No, I'm doing on the metal. Joe, I'm on the metal. Don't break the another fucking chair. I won't. God damn, dude! Got to interrupt a podcast. Yelled a, a, a man boy to get off the chair. <laughs> There's a lot of girth to that Joe Buckley. <laughs> He's gonna break the metal chair. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. That, but, but that's yeah, reality. Yeah, Sean has had a long, uh, fruitful collaboration with Tyler and his films, yeah. and it's continuing with. Butcher the Bakers, and first I'd like to ask you, Sean, mm-hmm. um, since you are reprising the character of Sam, and you've read the script, mm-hmm. um, maybe tell us a little bit how you think Sam has, or maybe has not changed between movies. As, as an actor playing this character, are you thinking about what happened between the movies? Oh, you have to. Yeah, You absolutely have to think about what happened in between the movies, but I, I think for me... I think Sam has, in a, in a strange way, mellowed out a little bit, even more. In Grace's room, you know, he's he's kind of like the reasonable, rational member of the group, mm-hmm. you know. He's always kind of like, but you know, guys, maybe... You know, maybe we don't go uh, digging up the ancient Indian burial ground if there was money in Grace's room. You know, like, you never know. He's, he's kind of the voice of reason character. And I feel like that experience in Grace's room kind of in some way was enlightening for him. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's like, you know what? I almost don't give a shit anymore. He still cares but he's seen the eye of God. <laughs> he's been he's been in the shit. He's been there, and he can rationally deal with it in a way that's not as neurotic 
and smart, honestly. <clears throat> I, 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 you know, he's he's dumbed himself down in, in a good way. I think. Okay. Well, I like I like to think that um, <clears throat> Martin, his uh, his compadre, is maybe like a really old friend, like the like the friend in high school that you you'd be willing to like uh, break rules for, mm-hmm. like sneak out of the house for. That's the way I kind of see it. Is that like. Like like Sean was saying, I like like the assessment of the post graces room. It's like ah, uh, things don't really make sense. So you know why try yeah. and make sense of it? Yeah. And uh, but I like to think that like you know he's trying to be reasonable, but now he's kind of spending more time maybe taking a break from that friend group because things got a little hairy. It's mm-hmm. like we just saw we saw a teenage girl like explode on the ground. <laughs> yeah. How do you yeah? How do you just we need go... to take a break from that? Yeah. And uh and 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 maybe in that moment you guys met up again and you're like hey because you're both in that that moment yeah and so it's like oh hey dude remember we used to hang out like yeah. why don't we hang out anymore i think so and then you kind of pick it up and then oops now, now, now you're encouraging bad decision making yeah i think that he saw me at the end of grace's mm-hmm. room and well had- I, I well i sorry to interrupt but i think it comes full circle i just realized have you read have you read the full draft yet no by by well you will tonight <laughs> but by by the by the end of it like you, you're the guy that's like People, everybody kind of wants to make a bad decision, and you're the guy that's like, no. So I think it kind of comes ah, back around. You, you see what I'm saying? Good, very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you're gonna love this script, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it all. Got, look at Sam. Look at Sam. He's at the. Yo, he's all grossed up. He's he all, grossed up, and he grossed up. He's all grossed up. So that's excellent. So um, well, maybe this has been discussed. You wrote song for this this podcast. You wrote that amazing yeah. 99 nine cent movie, baby. Yeah, I've yeah. been singing that forever, like an <laughs> asshole, because my name's in it. So I'm like, I'm gonna sing this song all the time because I'm singing my own name. How often do I get to do something like that? Never. I mean, you could do it whenever you wanted to, but but it, now you're just more pretentious yeah, about it. But now it was like, but now it was, yeah, now it was. It's, it was written for me. It's not like when I would make up my own name. You, you you're have looking a, good. You have an out now. Yeah, you know, you, you say yourself in the mirror. You're looking good. I like your hair. You would just make up a song now. The song is a concrete thing, but so you wrote the song for that. You wrote the passing the buck with Joe Buck. Yeah, yeah. So I assume there's going to be some songwriting involved for Butcher the Bakers. I hope so. Well, since since I, you haven't read the script, we we got to talk to you because we got to write a song in a oh, month. Oh wait, yes, no, no, no. I do you remember that? You do remember that? Okay, that that part of the script. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yes. Good. So there will be more music uh, in Bush of the Bakers. Well, so. Excellent. But my one of my favorite experiences about making these films is always when it comes time to make the music because it's after the stress of shooting all this shit and I kind of have, you know, finished editing for the most part and it's kind of fun to kind of like look at watch everything you did and whatever. And like like Sean's band and him, they they made they wrote songs like original theme songs for both movies, but then in Grace's room, I'm like like, dude, come down to Nashville with me. Like, because Bill, Billy Niebuhr, who's from uh, the, the area but lives down in Nashville now, um, he went to school for audio engineering and stuff like that. He's an amazing musician. And I'm like, why don't you come down there? And, like, it's going to be four days, and we're going to hammer out the entire score pretty much. Like, why don't you come down there and help us out? Sean was fucking integral yeah. to getting that, that done and making it sound like it did. The bass guitar and all that shit, mm-hmm. that's all Sean. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of I'm slapping not... the bass. Yeah. A lot of slapping the bass. <laughs> and, and so, like, that was, like, one of my first experiences, like, really getting to actually know Sean. Because, like, when we were making the movie, like – we maybe read together a couple times and then like we were fucking yeah. like shooting and that was it. And yeah. then we went back to our normal lives. But then and I, I was sleeping. Yeah. We, and we, <laughs> we, we, we kind of kept in touch and we were like, we like driving down Nashville from Ottawa was like seven and a half hours, eight hours, something like that. We talked the whole way down and the whole way back up. And I feel like I made a new friend yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's the best feeling. But Sean, I want to know, tell the audience uh, your experience about making Grace's room. Because like you said, you were, you were either like 
100% alive or 100% dead. Um, oh, yeah. Between everything. So, like, talk about that because that, that was crazy for you, man. Oh, man. So, I guess I was still working, like, full days for the first, like, two or three days mm-hmm. of shooting Grace's room. So, and on, t- on before, the week before, I was working, like, doubles with both jobs and then going into working and then immediately stepping out of work and then putting on the Sam clothes mm-hmm. and, you know, going to the house <clears throat> and jumping into things. Like, I had uh, I had the script with me at work, and I was reviewing the whole time yeah. while I was, you know, like, because I didn't have that downtime just to, like, focus solely on mm-hmm. the script and the characters, a lot of bouncing around. So I was like, you know, Tyler, what do you need me to do? I'm going to be there. I got this. But if you don't need me, I'm just – <laughs> yeah, don't don't plan on my brain working because there's no, nothing happening up there. Well, no, he was awesome because it was like he he would show up, he'd be on fire. We'd do it. We'd probably do a scene or two or whatever, and then we'd have a little bit of time. May probably move to a new location in the house or wherever we were at. Sean would lay down on like the the couch downstairs. He'd take a little nap, and we I come down there when it's time. She'd be like, "Hey, Sean, you ready to go? Yep, all right, let's go. What's going on? Where do you need me?" And on point, dude. There was not a moment where it was like you could never tell. You would never know. He he yeah. he looked good. He sounded good. You did yeah. it all, man. Were we making a super fun movie? Yeah. Like, what's not to like? You know, I had to conserve energy, you know, in between. But so. I mean, think think about your introduction to this whole thing, because it's like we didn't. I didn't really know you, and I'm like. Hey, can you be in a movie? We're going to shoot it over nine days. Pretty much, you're going to be there like twenty four seven. And and it's like like even just saying that, you can't understand what you're about to get into. Yeah. And so I was happy that you stuck it out, my friend. And I remember driving driving home on the last day of filming, and it's like five thirty a.m. and the sun's just coming up. Yeah. And like I've got you know fake blood all over mm-hmm. me, and I'm like. <clears throat> That's it. I can sleep in my own bed now. Yeah, like, it's over. Gauntlet, you've <laughs> run the gauntlet. What just happened? Like, it, it, it took me like almost, almost by the time we went to Nashville to actually process mm-hmm. what had actually happened. And then seeing everything on the screen mm-hmm. in the movie theater, it was like, yes, that was amazing. You know what I mean? And like hearing those songs that we you know we worked so hard on like come to life mm-hmm. in the full speakers yeah. you know at the Roxy that was like the coolest part for me yeah because that's what I was going to ask because when I my one day on there I was talking to you most of the night you and Sarah and I'd asked you per, I was like personally how are you feeling about this you know because it's being shot very fast your performance and you were felt at that time you're like I don't think I'm doing I don't know yeah, I, I was. I, I remember you. You you look like you're real concerned. You're like I don't think I'm doing very good at all. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I've seen you for in a million shows. I know better. I'm sure what you're bringing is is absolute gold. But you know, so so when you finally sat down and watched some cut together scenes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how did how did you feel? Were you still feeling that sort of like ooh, or were you feeling relief? Oh, you, I uh, honestly, when I first got like the rough cut, which we had to watch to prepare, you know, for the music and kind of, mm-hmm. um, I first finally, yeah, I said, I watched it by myself cause I was like, yeah. I was kind of stressing about it, you know? And I, like, I, you're absolutely right. I was, I wasn't happy uh, with my performance during yeah. the actual process, you know, but I was trying to focus and stay positive and like, you know, we got, I got like, you know. 25 more scenes to do, yeah. you know, <laughs> you got to keep rolling. Um, when he finally actually saw it, it was like, 
I felt overwhelming relief. Mm-hmm. I felt so much better. And I had all the trust in the world in Tyler because, you know, I'd seen River City Panic. And I know how passionate and how hard he works. And I'm like, if, you know, if I'm shitty, Tyler's going to make do everything he can to make me exactly. not look shitty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have and to like, trust your director. <laughs> you know. And I absolutely trusted Tyler. So, like, I didn't trust myself necessarily, but I absolutely trusted Tyler. So, I, you know, I mean, like, with anything, I'm, I'm always super critical of myself, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, <laughs> there's a couple little things I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> but th- th- you're going to have that. Yeah. But, like, overall, like, I'm totally into it. Like, mm-hmm. I was not embarrassed. I was worried about being embarrassed having, like, people I know. I don't care about people, I, you know, that I've yeah. never met before or whatever. And I hope they in- everyone enjoys it. But it's, like, close friends and family. Like, I was excited for them to see it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, hey, isn't there that movie thing that you get? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It, never got, it never got finished. No, Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. Soon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't hard to make Sean look good. Uh, well, I know. I, I, you know, my, my small bit of filmmaking with Sean, I made a student film. And uh, when I was at Columbia and Sean was the villain in the movie and mm-hmm. Sean was the one person I didn't say anything to as far as I want you to do this. He knew what the script was. He knows how I am. That was it. And he showed up his own costume. He had shaved into his shaved part of his eyebrows off. He created this whole motif. The, the character is a, is a food eating champion, a taco eating champion. So Sean created this whole thing, character thing with a toothpick. Like where he's always got a tooth, he eats, puts a toothpick in. I mean, these sort of character choices. So I knew when he came to me and he's like, I don't think I'm doing that good. Like I said, I was like, mm, I'm sure you're doing better than good. <laughs> and, and having said that, so now that you've done this, mm-hmm. you've done, you've been through this process with Tyler uh, and the process of yourself, like feeling like, I don't know if I'm doing now that you've gone through it and you kind of have, you, you know, you trust Tyler even more now. Mm-hmm. You trust your own instincts as an actor on camera are you going into this uh, with more confidence uh, than maybe perhaps before? Or, oh, I mean, absolutely. I, I, I never feel as prepared as I need to be. No matter mm-hmm. anything I do, I'm like, oh, I can work harder. I can do, yeah. do better. You know, whatever. But like, I, I feel so much better going in, going into this because you know, I, you know, I know Tyler. I know all the crew. I just feel more comfortable on camera too because mm-hmm. you know it's been. <laughs> I haven't done a lot of on-camera stuff, and especially it's been a while. Yeah. And just, you know, doing Graces from last summer, and then, you know, two music videos in last year, and then the commercial for Star of Rock. Yeah, which, which is everybody loves, hysterical. by the way. Good, that thing good. is hysterical, man. That is hilarious. Sean loves his job, man. You're getting <laughs> I, I was I, I probably watched it four times in a row. I was like, this is the greatest commercial I think I've ever seen. I've never even been to Starved Rock Lodge, but I, well, I, except for for your wedding. But you know what? Yeah. I might go by. I'm not gonna. I'm still not gonna apply for a job, but I might go there. <laughs> I'm gonna go there looking for guys like Sean. I'm See? like, hey, I saw a commercial. Where's the fun loving guys? Where's the fun loving? Where's the goofy guys? And it's coincidentally the guy serving the beer. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that was awesome. Yeah. Real good. Get a, a lot of positive reviews. People are good. people are digging it. And yeah. Brian, Brian Hartnett. Oh yeah, yeah. playing Steve. Great right? joke. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Steve. Great line delivery. Steve. Yeah. I think maybe he needs to be on uh, I know he had a little bit on camera in Grace's room. I try I want I talked to him about doing more, but he won't he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. He feels well, like he just doesn't got it. But well, Brian, you got it, baby. Come that on. little bit in the commercial. 
can Steve make an appearance? I in, think uh, Steve. I would love the bakers. <laughs> I would love for like during the one of the big action beats for him just walk by eating a box of dry cereal, yeah. like, just yes. like make just like yes. kind of be like, be like oh, oh yeah okay, and yeah. then just walks away. Yeah, I mean, and that's cool for the 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 brand, if you will, of Hometown Hero. Even Absolutely. you watch the features, but then you see a commercial that Tyler made. There's uh, there's little things mm-hmm. in there too. It's, it's all, connected, all part of the baby. same universe. Yeah. It's all connected. It's like those Marvel one shorts or one shots that were on the the Blu-rays for mm-hmm. a while. It's it's all connected. Connected, so I think that's a great idea. We gotta talk to Brian mm-hmm. about. Oh yeah, getting on and doing doing a couple is, lines. Is, is he uh, is he coming in tonight? Oh, not, he's not coming in tonight. Friday he'll be here. Though. Okay. We we have a production meeting Friday, so yeah. he's he's. I put him to work. We we're making some big uh, revisions to the end of the script. So don't get well. I mean, get a, get attached to the to the dialogue. We don't get attached to the location. It's going to change quite a bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we did have him on a podcast already. It hasn't? Oh yeah, yeah. It's oh, not out. That's yet, what you meant. A couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago, we nice. we did. Record I don't know what we're talking good, about. Yeah, it was it was a good awesome. But this is a podcast for welding, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Joe Buckley is still here with his camera lens. Just wait till you get he gets to talk so, to Joe. We, he get, he, it's like we're sitting here. I'm listening to Sean, and I hear. I'm trying, I'm trying to keep my attention on Sean and keep eye contact, but I hear the shuffling and some heavy breathing, so I hear. Yeah. And I realize this is Joe dragging the chair to get closer. For some reason, he's got a lens that's like eight inches long, but he still needs to physically it's get necessary. close. It's you know with that camera. But you can't get that close to beauty, though. You gotta, no. You gotta... no, if you fly too close to the sun, you're gonna get burned. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so but uh, from what my understanding is, is similar to last summer with Grace's room. Sean's also going to be working. The week of filming, <clears throat> yeah. I I have anxiety about it. I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna be I, a go. I keep I keep flipping, flipping my calendar ahead. And I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> it's getting closer. The well, numbers. <laughs> I think te- I think technically, even though you're you're still a lead in this one, I think you have less 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 scenes that you're in. I, you definitely have more dialogue, but like less scenes. So, because you're you're kind of like it's it's like a three part ensemble. I'd say it is. It's a, yeah. It's like three storylines that collide. Well, yeah. Grace's room is pretty concentrated because you have that you know the the big friend group and they're in I don't you know probably like eighty percent yeah. of the scenes yeah. and they're almost all in the scenes at the same time. Yeah. So we all had to be there on set. Really, only Carl. Carl's I think the only one that yeah. goes off on his own for a little bit. God, Carl's good. Shit on the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> he has a rough time. He has a, he has a real rough time. He's so unhappy. Just wanted to have pizza, dude, hang out with his friends. He's a look wizard. At he, can, yeah. he can handle it. He's, yeah. He's taking lives, taking <laughs> souls. So as far as uh, a performance, and like again, you've already played the character of Sam, mm. but this is a new adventure. There's new nuances to the character. He's grown. There's another arc. Um, as far as uh, creating the performance, well, some actors, Johnny Depp is a very famous one, like to take different personalities that exist either in the real world or exist fictional and combine them to create a character. So for instance, Pirates of the Caribbean, it famously, of course, just was trying to channel Keith Richards right. um, for, I don't know which was sleepy hollow. I think he said he was trying to be uh murder. She wrote uh, Angela Lansbury. I mean, somehow, I don't know how, but somehow it takes, are there any actors um, or characters that is that something you even do a little bit or is there any any sort of inspiration that you're looking at with Sam or is it just a completely what's on the page combined with what you you know your own knowledge yeah, and your own talent well Sam's kind of like when when Tyler you know approached me about about playing Sam he's like all right Sean I want you kind of an exaggerated different version of you it's like I want Sean 
Mm-hmm. But obviously, you can't be Sean. Yeah. So I didn't want to go too, and especially um, the way Sam's written in Grace's room too. Like, I didn't want to go too outside the box with anything, and like he has those moments, you know. But mm-hmm. at the same time, he's he's pretty locked in, you yeah. know. He's, so I, I didn't really go too outside outside with with any weird inspirations for Sam, you know. And it's kind of finding that through this new script too because i mean mm-hmm. working in a bakery yeah and that's, that's a I'm, whole I, new thing i'm drawing a lot of inspiration personally from my time for this version of sam in butcher the bakers from my time my tenure <laughs> as, as a sandwich artist i remember those days and uh because when i was going through the script originally like i was just i was really it brought me back to that yeah. those times and I'm like I have a lot to draw from for this and I'm pretty excited for those bakery scenes especially yeah well because the, the, he mentions that the whole I don't want to say too much in this but they're the characters in in the beginning of the movie they have very um, unorthodox ways of preparing their baked goods oh yeah um, and it kind of reminded me of, of some Sean and another young man named Michael that worked at Subway. They kind of created mm-hmm. a sandwich one time. <laughs> that is not that much different than what Sam is doing. What's the name of the sandwich? Oh, uh, yeah. I've been cussing. I can cuss, right? That's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Joe Buckley's going to Joe oh, yeah, sure. talk about emptying his balls on a Barbie doll or something, I'm sure. So. Okay, so uh, it was New Year's Eve, 2005. Uh, and we were working. Uh, I, my band, Egon's Unicat, was uh, headlining the Ninth Street Pub. <laughs> they, they, they had a residency there for yeah. a while which uh is also featured in grace's room yes um we were playing there but we were we also uh we were performing at the night pub we also all worked at subway um and of course we had like the closing shift on new year's eve and we're <laughs> performing at night street that night and you know we're excited for the show and feel a little loopy so um for some reason, there's New Year's Eve. Nobody's going to Subway on New Year's Eve. Nah, Come on. Nah. <laughs> so we decided to make a sandwich that um, it was edible-ish. <laughs> Technically. Technically edible. <laughs> it was a six-inch. It's only a six-inch. And it had every possible item and topping that's available at Subway and a few extras. <laughs> what were some of the extras? Well, there's toothpaste on there. <laughs> uh that's one that that's one that really pops to mind, um, and a few other things. Uh, there was nothing too bad, but was there sand on there? There might have been a little sand. I guess <laughs> I always think about the sand. It was well. There was a lot of pepper. Like, oh yeah, all lot, the condiments. Yes, all, all the every sauce, every type of seasoning was uh, was only one type of bread though. <laughs> but you know, um, and that sandwich was named Armageddon's asshole. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, that's good. We brought the said sandwich to the Nice Street Pub on stage, and in between uh, a few songs, had certain members of the audience <laughs> try bites. Oh god! Oh god! It was so so glorious. <laughs> it really was to the point where um, there was gagging and then puking. <laughs> oh shit! And biting and more puking. All on stage. Yeah, at the all Night on Street stage. Um, very very funny. Uh, comedian now in new york city actually tim racine was uh, one of the victims of the sandwich did he puke he puke he uh. he bit the sandwich <laughs> said as i recall 
What the fuck, you guys? <laughs> no, it's okay. It's a bit. It's a bit. And then he went to bite the sandwich again and puked on the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that this we can continue this going around um, vibe by at some point maybe celebrating the end of photography. We can <laughs> we can try and come up with a variation of the Armageddon's asshole. Mm-hmm. For Mr. Joe Buckley. Yes. Yes. And maybe... We'll put fries on it. He loves french fries. We'll put fries on it. Okay. So that'll, no, no, fries that, are know, fine. That's yeah. fine. Fries. We can, we can do different types of fries. Shoelace. Yeah. Seasoned. Yeah. Crinkle cut. Waffle. <laughs> and sweet I, potato. And I think the martini shot, if you will, of the last day of Butcher <laughs> the Baker's, right before the shot, that is when we celebrate by everyone standing around and watching Joe try to eat the Armageddon's asshole too. I already bought my ticket. I'm I, yes. It'll be a great extra for the Blu-ray. Can we give him a, a, um, a chaser, a sidecar, if you will, of uh, Yo-J? Oh, if we can find if it. If we can find it? Maybe on eBay. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a now, it's a now canceled yogurt orange juice drink. I feel like it's still around. You think I, so? I, I, maybe it's not in this market. Yeah. Well, we'll, or we can make our own. black market for yogurt drinks. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yogurt orange juice. We can make our own. Make our own. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of Joe... Um, Joe J. Uh, Joe J. <laughs> the Joe. That's a Joe J. And inevitably he's going to reference uh, one of his bodily fluids. That's probably, I already got the Joe J. <laughs> he's just looking at how ready he is. Look, he's, uh, he's all excited. He's like, so, a, he's like a Russian nesting doll. You know there's more of him inside of him. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that may be a good as time as any to pass the buck. Yes, sir. You ready, Joe? All right. Passing the buck, Joe Buck. Passing the buck with Joe Buck. We don't give a fuck because we're passing the buck with Joe Buck. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you got to figure it out. You know the little guys are there. Little guy. You can tell. You can have different weight to them. Yeah, Yeah, they do. I yeah, I'd like probably I'd really like to have like half of those in there, and the other probably like a fourth of them I'd be cool with getting. Yeah, there was only like there was only a few that I was like, if I get this, I'm so pissed. Yeah, I don't care about it, bro. I did not care about the crow. <laughs> so the crow's oh, in there. yeah, I forgot the crow's in there. Yeah. <laughs> I care about the crow. Yeah, you know what, Joe, it can't rain all the time, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. So we are uh, at that time of the show where 90% of you tune out. Yeah, the, just leaving in droves. I would fast forward to this uh, That's point. what I'm worried about. Everyone's going to just ask, <laughs> screw all the like the classy talk about making movies. Let's go right to the debauchery with Joe Buckley. But, hey, as long as you're listening... That's cool yeah, with me. Yeah. yeah. So we are passing the buck. Ladies and gentlemen, the real Joe Buckley. How you doing, Joe? Hi, yeah. Yeah. You feeling full? You had a good meal? Oh, yeah, definitely. I had a 20-piece nugget. Yeah, I had some sweet and sour sauce. And then somebody left some fries in like a thing of barbecue sauce, and I ate them. Absolutely mm-hmm. true, because I saw it with my own eyes. This <laughs> yeah. isn't just a Joe joke. This is real. So did you do any barbecue sauce with the nuggets, too, or just a sweet and sour? Just sweet and sour. I like my sweet and sour. He actually said that he could breathe in sweet and sour. Like, if there was a yeah, pool like a made trout. of sweet and sour, he could go in there and breathe under under that. Yeah, I'm like a trout, but with <laughs> sweet and sour. Whenever I do, like, Chinese buffets, I just eat, like, four plates of chicken, and that's it. I want to go to a Chinese buffet just, with Joe. Just, oh, I get, yeah, I get so saucy. Yeah. I just drop sauce just, on me. Just, just, awful. just sweet and sour? Um, I like general taos. I like honey chicken. I like pepper, uh, the chicken on the sticks. Uh, so just chicken. He loves, yeah, the, he lo- he loves the bird. Chicken. He loves the bird. <laughs> yep. Man of my own heart. Yeah. 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 And sometimes I'll get like one of those like greasy like donut things covered in like the sugar. Uh-huh. 
Am I don't I, know. Yeah, I'm not sure what those are called. Joe, what are your thoughts on um, pizza at Chinese buffets? No. Not very controversial. No. Very controversial. It's just sitting there all day. Like, by the time you go to it, like, they already cooked that pizza, like, five hours ago, and it's just been sitting in a heat lamp. And it's not good anyway because it's pizza at, like, a Chinese place. They don't care about the pizza, so no. Just give me the chicken. Why don't they, give me the good stuff. Why aren't they going to care about pizza, but they care about chicken? Because you go to a Chinese place to get the chicken. But what about the chicken pal. wings? They have like chicken wings. They do have Matt, chicken what wings, is yeah. that? How is that an Asian delicacy? Just fried chicken wings. I don't think I've ever seen wings there. I've seen one. wings at, in I've, Princeton I've at the uh, the buffet there. They've got wings. I'm not doubting you. I've just never seen them. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. You need to come to Flavor Country and try some of them wings. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'd be down. I like chicken. <laughs> he loves that chicken. Yeah. Sometimes I will like, oh, sometimes if they got french fries, um, I'll get a little helping of french fries, and I'll just dip them in the leftover sauce and the chicken. Wait, but french fries, so, okay, you're talking about french fries at a, at a, a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, they're cold, they're not that good, I just like to dip them. But you talk bad but about you, the pizza. Well, you can't dip pizza. You can. You, can't. I just, you can dip This pizza. is the Illinois Valley, you can dip yeah. anything here. You can roll yeah, it up, basically. you can eat it anyway. I'll, the only thing has to get in your mouth, that's it, that's the only yeah. rule. Anything else, the way you get it in your mouth, that's up to you, man. Yeah, sometimes whenever I go to the KFC, I'll just ask for like a bowl of gravy to go. Like, give me a gravy to go, please. <laughs> do they, do, when they, when you Yeah, get they'll the, pass it over. When you get the gravy in the bag, is there also uh, a straw in there? Sometimes. Sometimes they give me two because they think I'm sharing it with someone because I got so much gravy, but no, it's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, could you, all right, if pressed, could you down, could you drink a pint glass full of KFC gravy in one go? I don't know if I could or not. I drank the monster in like two goes. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but it's, the gravy is one here. Yeah, the, the gravy is a lot smoother. It's a little, it's gonna be thicker. I but honestly don't like gravy. But the carbonation, it's not gonna have the carbonation that's gonna hurt your throat. Yeah, I mean that is good. You want to go easy on the throat. You yeah. don't want to be hoarse. Joe, what if I told you I've seen someone do it in person? Yeah. I wouldn't doubt you. And I believe you can do it. Okay, maybe. All know. right, all right. So you don't want to you don't want to check a pint of gravy. What? <laughs> what non traditional liquid that's edible? Okay. Would you be willing to chug a pint of? I'd be willing to do a pint of semen. <laughs> see, see, see how it always comes back. Yeah, Sean's excited. It, it always, <laughs> I set him up and knocked him down. <laughs> yeah. It always comes back to come on this podcast. And, and it's not and for anybody that thinks, oh, it's just a situation where Joe gets on the microphone and he's going to be outlandish because that's part of the shtick. It's absolutely not true because... It was just he and I talking, and we were talking about Black Christmas, the Bob Clark movie, and I'm pretty sure he found a way to incorporate uh, semen or jerking off, or you said you found some way to get yeah, I can't to get what there. I said, yeah, but I'm sure I did. Yeah. This is the real deal. This is the it's this the real is Joe him. Buckley. It's why it's the real Joe Buckley. So this is not just uh, him trying to be like I'm going to be offensive. This is just how he lives his life. <laughs> well, I could be playing a character all the time, and you would never know. Wow, that would be impressive. You're like Andy Kaufman. Oh, I love Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the, who, then, okay. Then I'm going to punch a woman. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, this is a, it's because we're going to do the table read tonight. We have more audience than usual. Yeah. So Joe's really just. I'm playing to the crowd. He's playing to the crowd. He's waving at people. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, you know, he's like a heel oh, in, yeah, in the definitely. ring. He's just, he's just really posturing. I'll make you mad at me. Yeah, I'll go. Ugh, I'll flex my biceps. I'll go. Ugh, look at me. Ugh. Oh, I'm gonna punch that guy you like, Joe. You know it's uh, 
It's actually good that you brought uh, brought up uh, wrestling and punching people because I, I do have some connections with uh, both wrestling affiliates in the area. And if it's we true. can get you in the ring, <gasps> would you be into that? Could I go out with my jeans? Who? What? Yeah, of course. Well, what would your character be? Your uh, wrestling. What character? would your name be? My character is the Texas Bowl of Gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Texas? Yeah. Why Texas? Because I'm going to go out with like a straw hat and I'll say, howdy, y'all. I'm going to fuck you, partner. <laughs> this is <laughs> What constitutes Texas-style gravy? Yeah. What is Texas gravy? Just barbecue sauce? You put grits in it. It's gravy with grits. <laughs> so, um, so, Joe, okay, so you're the Texas gravy bowl. Is that what it was? Yeah. Texas gravy yeah, bowl. Yeah, I think gravy bowl is a bit better. What's, what's your finishing yeah. move? Okay, I, I'm going to do the suplex, but I'll do a thing where I, like, jump off a ladder, and then I'll spread my butt cheeks out really far, and then I'll try <laughs> to ram the opponent's head up there and just kind of finish him off that way. So so what's that called? What's, you got you to gotta have a flashy name for your You got to have a name. The, the Joe Buckley Butt Bounce. <laughs> Joe Buckley Butt Bounce. Yeah. You're, it's it, it, A lot of alliteration going on there. The, there's so much of the Butcher the Baker's Joe Buckley Butt Bounce. <laughs> yeah. Passing the buck, uh, that's not really alliteration. Yeah, it's it sounds like a synonym. Like it. Yeah. Well, I don't know grammar. I don't pay attention to that. So, Joe, um, I was gonna, I was gonna find a way to reference uh, Stanley Kubrick oh, because yeah, yeah. lately there's been a theme on the podcast of Stanley, me ripping on Stanley Kubrick and okay. Joe getting real mad, but. Ooh. He got really mad before we started his segment about something completely different, so I kind of wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Well, Sean and Joe were talking about this. Uh, what are those officially? I know it's Funko makes them, but what are the oh, yeah, Funko Pops? The Funko Pops, but the little ones, um, the little mini, mini ones. Yeah, they're like blind box or like little figurines. They've got horror ones. They got mm. sci-fi ones. They got all kinds of them. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They got yeah. My Little Pony ones. You can yeah. like jerk off all over them and make Fluttershy really <laughs> beg for the semen great i don't know who those are last oh. i knew my little pony died out in 86 no it's back it's back ah. with uh kick feather shy feather shy yeah. bro hoof bro you want to give me a bro hoof ah don't know that's whenever no that's, no that's whenever you put your fist up and you go like bro hoof and you slap the fist together but like yeah like like yeah i know that but i never knew it was called i didn't know it had anything to do mm. with it's pounded you know it's, it's not to do with fucking my no little pony. it's my little pony i get out of here no I, your generation I, is shit no i'm a brony <laughs> i'm gonna say right your generation is I'm shit a i don't pony. know i don't know what generation you would be in what i don't think it's millennials i don't know because i don't generation x i have no idea what i'm mm. in but i'm gonna say right now Ge- joe generation joe generation what? your generation is shit what, you're not down with the bronies and pegasus bring it back the stuff pegasus. i hear him talk yeah. about pegasus yeah <laughs> Peg of scissors. It's ridiculous. Okay, do you know what you call it whenever you jerk off to a My Little Pony? No, I don't. It's called it's called clopping. It's like fapping, that makes sense. but that may, um, yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, I also want to add that right now we do have a potential actor auditioning right oh. now for a role. Yeah, you might want to close that door. Oh, God. <laughs> he just walked right into the belly of the beast. You walk in, there's <laughs> there's a there's an eight foot tongue being painted. There's yeah. There's gore and guts. We got Joe talking about jerking off on a pony. I mean, this. Oh yeah, I like to get in their mane because they can't come out. You just walked right in. Hooves. You walked right into the eye of the tornado. This is the, this is the eye, the finger of God right here. This. Okay. Right. Well, 
listen to this. Oh, God. Um, I read online, the reason why people jerk off on the toys, like dolls and figurines and stuff like that. I didn't, didn't know people did. That's yeah, new to yeah, me. Yeah, it's a fun hobby. Fun for the kids. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay, do you know why they do this? <laughs> no. Because in Toy Story, basically the mm. toys, um, mm. they have to stay still so people don't know that they're alive. So basically, mm-hmm. like, whenever you, like, jerk off on, the, like, a princess's face, she has to leave it on there all day because if she wipes it off, you know that she's alive. And that's why these people do it. Mm. Hmm. Do you, where do we go from there, Sean? Where do we go from there? Hey, you want to uh, talk about radio? Uh, unicorns? Oh, <laughs> Unicorns. Yeah. I mean, we're talking ponies. Yeah. You know, let's, let's, uh, you know. Okay. What are your thoughts on unicorns? Yeah. I like to pet them. I like to stroke them. I like to play with their whiskers. And I like to watch them curl up into a ball and like play with his tail. And like, Joe, you know what a unicorn is? Yeah. Yeah. Are you? No, I like to pick them up and stroke them. And I like to play with their paws and like play with like a laser pointer and watch them trace (laughs) them around. And like give them cat treats. It's great. Wow, that Mm. is that is great. But anyway, I think I yeah, you made me Joe with all your. Semen talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your vas deferens. Yeah, yeah, you forgot what you were going to say. I'm going to say, why did you. He, so, Joe was talking about all the different characters you can get in these little toys. Yeah. And and Sean was talking about how he's got a, a, a gremlin. Yeah, stripe. And a Frankenstein's monster. But Joe was talking about how he had one. And then. But he, somebody referenced getting there's one for the crow. And Joe got real upset. I don't want the crow. Yeah. No crow. He wants him. I don't want the crow. I mean, but it, it was. He had steel in his eyes. Mm-hmm. He had a steel reserve. <laughs> Well, you can get like in a, his eyes. You can get like a mini Cthulhu and like a little mini pinhead. Who the fuck wants a crow if Look, you can get them? Brandon Lee died so you can own that figurine. Yeah, I, that's okay. a cool ass character. I know fuck it's fuck his corpse. I don't want the crow. <laughs> God. He's so mad about this. Yeah. So like here's a list of things I know what Joe Buckley's angry about. You make fun of Stanley Kubrick <laughs> and talk about like talk about, mm-hmm. you know, him in any sort of negative aspect. Don't like it. Um, the crow really oh, strong feelings what, against what, what, the crow. No, no, why? No, I don't why? mind. I don't mind the crow. I just don't want the figure. Who the fuck wants a little crow figure? Who, the same people that would want a gremlin uh, or no, would a want a pinhead. Cool. The crow's like a guy in makeup, and he jerks himself off, and then he shot himself in the head. Fuck him. <sighs> when did he? Oh my God, so hostile about the crow. When did? Well, I just don't want his figure. When did the crow jerk himself off? I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Well, yeah, yeah it's, the lead scene. What deleted and in, in, in what context was this deleted scene in? Like, where did because they take? Was, what scene did they delete it from? He, where the, where this undead rock star who is on a mission of unholy revenge finds time to masturbate? Because he was hanging out in the rafters and then he saw like a young lady like pass through and he was just like, uh, 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 no. uh, you're thinking of Sting from WCW? That's the <laughs> one who hung on the rafters and he dressed like the crow. Oh, maybe and, yeah. he, he may have been jerking he, off of there. I, I don't know. I he like probably, to think he was. Probably yeah, a lot probably. of downtime. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. He oh, lives up there. He has to. It's in this contract. Wow, Joe. Wow, just so much. There's so there's like this really deep, dark sludge yeah. that's down inside that chest. That Boils that over sometimes. And we've 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 only been able to, to to tap the surface of it. Yeah. Like basically, my soul is basically like one of those tar pits that like dinosaurs get stuck in. Mm-hmm. And then you can like go and look at it and like poke it a little bit, but don't touch it too much because mm-hmm. it's hot. Mm-hmm. I I think that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. So anyway, Joe, do you have any questions for Sean? Normally, you there's a bit of a question and answer period with the guest. Yeah, normally I get out like one or two. All right, well, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> have at it. 
All right. Uh, what kind of products do you use in your beard to keep it so nice and luxurious? Uh, I, well, actually, okay. So we did the uh, um, Illinois Valley Arts and Music Showcase on Saturday, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I actually bought uh, some weird organic nicotine beard oil stuff because I'm like, I got this big beard. I might as well do something, with, you know, like yeah. beard oil. Like, and everyone's like, always oh, asking, like, you, you oil that? And I'm like, no. Nah, I'm like, I should thought, I? Yeah. I'm like, I brush it, you know, yeah. condition, Sham- shampoo, shampoo it. Yeah, you, know, you do like, it all. You got to take care of it. You know, it's hair. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so one day, I did yesterday. Now it's the only day I ever did that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I probably will tomorrow. Yeah. But maybe. You probably don't have to do it every day. No, I don't think little, so. little oil goes a long yeah. way. Yeah, it's like a, the squeaky beard gets the oil, as they always say. <laughs> <laughs> they, always say. <laughs> they do say that, don't they? Yeah. Um, like, how do you eat crackers? How do I eat crackers? Yeah, because the, the very slowly. Stuff. Okay. Yeah, we we actually used to do uh, uh when on our downtime at Subway, we do saltine eating contests. See how many you could eat in a minute. Mm, I don't know about bringing up saltines. Oh, there's a, there's a coming there's a podcast that we've recorded that's not aired yet. Yeah, yeah it brings up saltines. Mm, Joe brings up saltines in a very unsavory way, but as long as Joe can promise, no, look on, look how excited he's, <laughs> he's getting. Really His eyes are so beady right now. He's shaking. It's I've got I got goosebumps because I mean I feel that that's what like Jack the balancing. that's like Jack the Ripper. That's what probably what Jack the Ripper looked like before he you know went after yeah, a, yeah, a, a young British woman. lash yeah. lass lash. But anyway, yeah, so as long as you can keep your cracker, we'll hear the rest of Sean's story. Okay, so don't okay, bring okay. up your cracker All right. shit. All right, yeah. No, that's the, that's the end of the story. There's nothing oh, to it. Yeah. Okay. It's a hard thing. It, it's really hard, yeah. Yeah. There's that chubby, bub, that chubby bunny contest that people always do on oh, YouTube yeah. where they try and shove as many kind of different kinds of food or whatever in their mouth yeah. and try and eat it. You can do it with saltines. Ooh. Yeah. Probably. I'd have to save up a bunch of them to do that. Yeah. It'd take me a couple days. Or you could just buy, you know, I think you get a lot in a pack. Well, no, pack. my saltines. My okay. Special, yeah. yeah so. you're spread, yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Anyway, what other questions do you have for Sean? Um. So, like, basically, if like, what advice would you have for somebody to grow a beard if he has like a neck beard? If that's all he can grow, I say you keep growing that shit out, oh, and then you comb it up, because I have a gap right here, so I can't do the good handlebar mustache, right? Ooh. So I, you know, I always wanted. I can't the handlebar, even tell. Yeah, oh. I always wanted the nice yeah. handlebar mustache, but I always. You know, I was like, no, nah, because I got that gap. It's going to look crappy. But you grow it out long enough. And it just covers it up. It doesn't even matter. It just covers up all the gaps, all the holes, all the patchiness. You know, you got your Ben Affleck beards, you know, yeah, your Keanu oh, yeah. Reeves with all the patches yeah, in there. Keanu's, yeah, he's, he's got mange. It looks like he has fucking mange <laughs> yeah, whenever he's growing a beard. John Wick, like your you're a hard ass and all, but you, you. Didn't your cat have mange? Yeah. I don't know if he had, but he lost a lot of hair. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was because he did. Is it because you shaved him? Because I sometimes do. It that. wasn't because I shaved him. It was because I was, it was a long, 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 long time ago. And I was very, very, I was working at radio. Uh, and I was very, very poor. Okay. I mean, like very poor where I didn't have a lot of money. So uh, for a long period of time, whatever I ate, the cat ate. Oh, okay. So if I was having ham and bean soup, Campbell's delicious. Yeah, the kitty gets some. I shared with Demetrius. Okay. And uh, Demetrius. Demetrius, who passed away actually, unfortunately, about three weeks ago. Oh, sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. Well, you had him for a long time then. And for seventeen years. Yeah. Yeah. He was a he was a good cat, but uh, he did have he did end up losing a lot of hair. We didn't know why, but it turns out at the time I didn't know. I just assumed he caught you know malnutrition, yeah, cat flu. malnutrition because he wasn't eating. He was eating profusely, but he wasn't eating cat food. And I was thinking, well. If he isn't eating cat food, he's not getting the right kind of cat nutrients. I assumed there was a cat protein. And I yeah, didn't, like there's a I bunch of like anything. cat marrow and stuff in yeah. that cat food. So, uh, but basically, no, we found out he has uh, a, a, an allergic to dust. 
He had a bad allergy to dust. Really? When he had too much, if there was too much dust or he got into a dusty area. Yeah. And it got on his skin. Yeah. He would would itch so much that he would tear all of his fur out. And so he, there were several periods in his life where he had, (laughs) he had very little hair. Yeah. And he looked rough. He looked very rough. Got the dust mange. He got the dust mange. But once we figured, you know, once we figured this out, there was yeah, a, me- just swept a, a little bit there more. was a medicine you could give him so he wouldn't chew so ferociously at himself if he got in household dust. Very weird allergen for an animal, but that yeah. was that was what happened to to Demet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've got like a cat that's getting up there in age. He's about like 15, 16 now. And what's your cat's name? Mr. Whiskers. Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> yeah. Aww. He's got a really rough tongue. You got to watch out for that. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Whiskers, eh? Mr. Whiskers. Yeah. You, you, there's a cat in this movie. I yes, believe. there is. I, I want to see. was. Yeah, there's like a One of the drafts there was, cat. wasn't there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we oh, all yeah, got yeah. item lists. Uh, yes. Yes, I saw that item. There's got to be. So maybe Mr. Whiskers. Yeah, maybe can, I can bring him into the yeah, studio. Euthanize him, maybe, and then we can direct him better. Yeah, just flop him around a little bit. Yes. Like, I am a cat! And just, like, shake his body. <laughs> Does Mr. W- Mr. Whiskers have any uh, brothers or sisters? No, he doesn't. Uh, only, only child. Mm. Well, he, we only kept him. I think they drowned the rest. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Whatever they do with extra cats. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's standard procedure. Standard. Any ask any vet. That's what <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh, any extra cats, we just throw them in a burlap sack and toss them in the old river. Yeah. Or a bathtub. Because that way you don't even have to leave your house. That's true. You could just, like, designate, like, if you've got two <laughs> well, You bat- can't leave the dead cat in the no, 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 listen, here's my like, cat. leave eventually. I never see Joe get so excited unless he's eating chicken McNuggets with barbecue sauce or Texas gravy or whatever it is. <laughs> or he's going to make some joke about killing innocent animals. Like, yeah. how excited he gets. Like, no, go no, on, Joe. No, go no, on with yourself. If you've got two bathtubs in your house, you can have a designated cat drowning tub. And you can just leave them in there for a while until it turns into soup. Or Texas gravy. So you install an extra bathtub yeah, in your home. The cats. You get the contractor. You go through the whole spiel. Yeah. And that bathtub is specifically. Yeah, the house the dead cats and drown them. Okay. But also the house them. Because you have to keep your kitties all nice and wet whenever they're dead. Well, Sean. Uh... Oh, I love my kitties. Thanks for stopping I by. Just yeah. like, I just yeah. like to touch. <laughs> I just like. It's thanks a, for having me. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we, our guest, special guest today was Mr. Sean Walsh, who's uh, going to be playing the character of Sam in our motion picture. Well, we're all going uh, to be kind of uh, buddies in the film. Yes. Well, yeah, our characters all, we, we bond and we go on a mission. We're men on a mission mm-hmm. to fight evil. And it's. Um, it's going to be good. I'm, yeah, I don't know how it's going to work. I'm, I'm really kind of nervous about Joe Buckley acting. I, I think his yeah. character will kill if Joe Hill gets it right. I'm not going to acting, but I, I'm going to try. Yeah. So I, I'm supremely confident in yeah. Joe's ability to pull off the character of Joe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's amazing. To pull off an undead version himself. of Joe. Yeah. A little actually nicer than, than his so. real yeah. self. A little less crude. A little gross. less crude. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> a little more tact. Yeah. A little more respect for women. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, I call them holes. Okay. Anyway, uh, thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. And uh, that's it for now. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Did you turn it off yet, Joe? Yeah, now it is. Wait. Oh, God. That's one of those buttons, isn't it? It's still. Oh, it's stopped. The thing's still moving.